feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, a happy Independence Day to all of you, and happy birthday, America! What an awesome 4th of July, and so much to be thankful for. Yeah, there are things that we could do better in our country, for sure. There are things we certainly all would love to improve, but we are still the best country on the face of this earth, and we're still a new country. I mean, we haven't been around that long. And compared to other countries, we have come by leaps and bounds, and we are truly the shining city on the hill that Reagan always describes it as. So when I see people kind of questioning America and trashing America, boy, there are definitely things that need to be repaired. There's no doubt about it. But never bet against the United States. And tonight we're going to talk about why it's so important to have a great America, a strong America, and a secure America, not just for us, uh, but for the rest of the world, because we do represent so much to the rest of the world. And later on in the hour, we're going to talk about what I just thought was such a terrible, dismal withdrawal from Afghanistan, because Joe Biden continues to go out there and say, uh, the Taliban is helping us. And there was this report that came out. It was kind of buried over the weekend, basically about the withdrawal from Afghanistan, saying that it was done poorly, that they were ill-prepared, they were not ready. And to me, what a travesty, especially as we are here today on the 4th of July. And, of course, honoring those who have sweat and died for this great country and our freedom. To think about those who had lost their lives at the Abbey Gate And the fact that the Biden administration continues to say, oh, it was a great job. Way to go. You know, good job. Uh, I don't think the withdrawal from Afghanistan was a good job. We're also going to talk about, sadly, how this July 4th has been marred by, like, horrible violence in so many, especially Democratic-run cities across this country. I mean, a horrible shooting that took place in Philly, another one in Fort Worth. Another one in Baltimore. The numbers just keep racking up and up. And it is astounding to see how many of these shootings have been taking place again in major cities across this country with a common thread of a lot of soft on crime DAs and soft on crime mayors in a number of these places. And that's why it looks like I think just the perps feel they can get away with it. And President Biden today goes to the White House And basically says, you know what, we're not going to arm teachers and goes after guns again. It's that usual guns, 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 guns. And I don't hear anything about thugs, thugs, thugs. I really feel like the Democrats are missing the mark. And of course, we absolutely want to keep everybody safe, kids safe, everybody safe. 
Some of these shootings, this one in Philly is just amazing. It looks like it was a random shooting by somebody just kind of going around the neighborhood, opening fire, shooting two young kids, too, in addition to killing five. So it's just horrible. We have to do something. But I feel like the Democrats are in denial. All they talk about is indeed guns, 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 as if guns automatically like kind of run over to somebody and fire. And the person behind the gun, you can just kind of keep having them come back out on the streets. I mean, we have to look at all of these things and realize why this is going on, because we deserve it. This country deserves this. Our kids deserve it. And we have to have a safe and secure and incredible country. So throughout the show, also feel free to call in and talk about what Independence Day means to you, what the holiday means to you, what America means to you, and also what protecting the homeland means to you. Because, boy, all of these things are so important. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show, live with you here on this 4th of July. Well, this is one for the record books. So... We've been seeing Hunter Biden a lot lately. Hunter Biden has been seen at the White House. He's been going to Camp David with his father. He was at the state dinner with the prime minister of India, even though Joe Biden referred to him as the prime minister of China. But despite that, he's at the state dinner with his father just hours, literally hours after the IRS whistleblowers, those explosive allegations came forward. So he does that. Then he also goes again to Camp David and John Katsimatidis and I, we host, as you know, Katz and Cosby. And John said something really explosive last week. He has such great sources. And one of his sources was saying that Hunter Biden was actually basically in the situation room with his father when his father was talking to people about what was going on with Russia. Remember the short lived mutiny with the Yevgeny Pergosian, the mercenary guy? And there was, I mean, talk about sensitivities. You got, is uh, Russia maybe on the verge of collapse? Is Putin about to be assassinated? Is there a civil war? I mean, talk about the sensitivities of the calls. And John was saying that in the situation room was Joe Biden, the president, and good old Hunter Biden, as if he's got national security clearance. I mean, it's just unbelievable as everybody's going after President Trump for his documents. And then he got Hunter Biden sitting there. And remember, the documents were right by the Corvette, too, with the open garage door. So you might as well have him sitting in the situation room. It's probably the same thing as those classified documents that were sitting next to him for the longest amount of time. I'm sure he didn't look at those whatsoever. The ones that were marked top secret. Do not look at It's like a little child. Do not touch the stove. Don't try this candy. You know, you're going to, it's the first thing you're going to do when the adult leaves the room. It's like, let me open those, uh, let me see what's in those files, right? So anyway, so in the middle of all this, and you can't make this up, there is Hunter Biden. He goes with him again to Camp David last weekend for, of course, the 4th of July weekend. And he comes back and tonight, just a little bit ago, He's on the patio there of the White House, waving to everybody with his father and also with his kids. And he's waving and waving and smiling and everything at the White House. And that's only hours after a new discovery at the White House. And I love the New York Post because they always have the best columns. It says, "What? whose line is it anyway? That's the headline. 
And it's basically because they discovered cocaine. They saw a white substance uh, and they tested it. And the first preliminary test came back positive for cocaine. Um, they actually had to do an evacuation, a part of the White House. This was on Sunday night. Of course, the president was not there. Hunter Biden wasn't there, but he was there earlier. And he's been there a lot, apparently, of late at the White House. And, of course, he's there tonight, hours after this discovery. He's been hanging out at the White House quite a bit. We don't know if it's Hunter's cocaine. We don't know whose cocaine it is. But, boy, is the White House a mess. Remember they had those uh, the transgender people that showed up at the White House and they went topless and they were, like, shimmying in front of, like, uh, I think it was, like, Lincoln's bust, showing their own bust in front of Lincoln's bust, showing their own bust in front of Jefferson's bust, a different kind of bust, obviously. You know, but it was like, whoa, I saw like a lot of stuff there. Not as much as I've seen in Hunter's videos. That's a whole other thing. But now they're making this discovery at the White House of what appears to be a test of cocaine. And again, originally they thought it was in the library. Now they're saying this powdered substance was actually found in the West Wing. And that's an area that a lot of people go to. You don't know whose it is. We have no idea whose it is. Uh, but do you think it could possibly belong to Hunter Biden? And boy, what a mess this White House is. First, they have the people who are going topless and shimming all over the place. And now they have this discovery of cocaine at the White House. Uh, that doesn't look too good. I mean, whoever it is, they need to track it down. They need to figure out who was there. Maybe they can do some videotapes. I'm sure, look, all the rooms are monitored. Um, originally at first, again, they thought it was in the library, but now they said no, it was in a West Wing area. And a lot of people apparently used it, but they actually did have to evacuate a big portion of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. This was on Sunday night when they discovered it because when they first found a white powder, you know, they had to rule out that it wasn't, you know, like ricin or something like that, a toxic powder. Uh, and now it turns out it looks like it is cocaine. So who could the cocaine be from? Who do you think it is? Uh, could it be from this guy who, remember, couldn't separate cocaine and Parmesan cheese by his own admission? I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoke more parmesan cheese than anyone <laughs> anyone that you know i'm sure tracy because <laughs> there'd be crumbs yeah. mixed in and yeah. you just it, yeah i mean i went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time wow uh that must have been one heck of a two-week period because he's had 13 days he went through without sleeping, crack cocaine. He couldn't tell the difference between Parmesan cheese. So the question is, who's cocaine? Could it be that guy? Of course, everybody in the media is starting to make references because that guy has got a blatant history by his own admission of cocaine. And in the middle of this, they're also trying to talk about the Hunter Biden plea deal because it's like they're thumbing their nose. I've never seen Hunter Biden so frequently at the White House. It's like now that this, quote, plea deal, at least, is in the works, it still has to be approved by a judge. 
Well, now Hunter Biden is everywhere. He's going to Camp David. He's going at the White House, waving there on the portico with his father right after the cocaine is found. Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the uh, whistleblower's claims. Don't worry about anything. I'm just kind of hanging out with my dad. And there are reports that Joe Biden does not want to hear anything, doesn't want any advice. There are new stories out tonight that there have been several conversations with a number of aides at the White House who have said, Mr. President, with all due respect, you should probably be keeping your son at length. Um, it just doesn't look good. There's all these questions about, you know, Garland maybe interfering, the Department of Justice, the Attorney General Merrick Garland stepping in. It doesn't look good. You should kind of keep a distance. And apparently, according to these reports, President Biden's like, don't tell me what to do with my son. So it's odd that he is like parading his son. It's almost like he is, again, sort of giving you a big blank, you know, uh, uh, a blig, uh, you know, whatever, thumbing his nose. I mean, it really is. It's like I've never seen Hunter Biden around so much and at a time where he is right in the bullseye in terms of questions. I mean, my God, look at all the questions about his plea deal. Is it legitimate? It sure doesn't look like it. Sure looks like a super sweetheart deal. And because of all of that, they just don't seem to care. They're like, no, I don't want to hear anything. And then if President Biden's asked about it, he's like he snaps at the reporter. And in the middle of all this, there are Republicans who are investigating feverishly the Hunter Biden case. Uh, we've got three House committees, all led by Republicans, different ones. You've got James Comer, Jim Jordan, um, and you've got others, Jason Smith of the House Ways and Means, all of them looking together to try to zero in on Hunter Biden on different levels and different shapes and form. And many of them are trying to discover information to give to that judge to say, you know what, judge? Maybe this isn't the plea deal you should accept. I hope that the judge says, you know what, let's get to the bottom of all these allegations by the whistleblowers and clearly some conflicts with the U.S. attorney and others. Let's just kind of look at this all first. Let's just put it on pause. This judge should have courage and not just suddenly just pass it through. And here is Congressman Daryl Issa talking about the sweetheart Hunter Biden plea deal. And I think we're going to see more of that shifting sand where uh, they're trying to say, of course, I spend time with my son. Of course, father, sons would certainly talk about what son is doing in business uh, uh, and making millions and not paying his taxes. Uh, that obviously happened. That obviously happened. I mean, look at this. And we're going to talk later on in the show about Joe Biden talking about gun control. How can he be out there talking about gun control and saying, you know, uh, the people, wrong people have guns in their hand? His son was a drug addict by his own admission, and he lied on the gun form. And then the gun was thrown in a dumpster right behind a school, and he's going to lecture us about gun control in this country? I mean, and then he's sending 87,000 new IRS agents to go after people when his son is getting a sweetheart deal on just a minor infraction reportedly of the money that he took in, like literally like 10 percent compared to what it should be. I mean, that's what I call a hypocrite. We're going to take your calls when we come back, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Whose line is it, guys? What do you think? You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is 77 WABC. 
the Rita Cosby Show. Never go wrong. There it is. Wait a minute. A little John Mellencamp. Celebrating Independence Day with all of you here on the Rita Cosby Show. God bless America, the greatest country in the world. And now the hunt is on at the White House. Who would have thought about this story on Independence Day? There was some cocaine discovered, so much so on Sunday night that they had to evacuate. The hazmat crew came because they didn't know if it was a toxic chemical. Remember ricin, that powder that was sent out uh, during years ago, which is a lethal powder. They didn't know what the powder was. Then preliminary tests have shown that it was cocaine. So who does it belong to? Uh, could it be Hunters? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith, line seven. Judith, uh, whose line is the cocaine? <laughs> Hi, happy, happy July 4th to you, Rita. Listen. You too, my friend. It, it, it belongs to President Donald J. Trump, don't you know? Yeah, by the way, I, I am waiting for them to blame it on Trump. You're right. They, everything else. Figure, <laughs> they will figure it. Rita, they're going to figure out. They're going to say, it was planted there on purpose. It's not hundreds. Of, you know, they're going to they're gonna find some way to, like, you know, make it sound like someone else planted it, set them up or whatever, that it's not hunters, not any anyone over there by the Bidens, you know? You're right. They're going to say that like, it was like one of the lines looked like an M, so it must be MAGA, right? <laughs> there you go, right. Probably the MAGA, exactly, exactly. Rita. It was a perfect you know, Rita, line, like an M. <laughs> Rita. Rita, I want to tell you to share something with you. I want to tell you something. This whole tax thing, whatever, they it's so unusual for, let's say, the DOJ to allow the IRS uh, to allow the statute of limitations to go past because usually they have something what they call ticker systems, which means that it goes into like this red flag where they never, ever allow for anything, any kind of uh, investigation, criminal, whatever, to to pass that uh, statute of limitations time. They deliberately allowed it for five, six years, okay? Something is wrong. Uh, when that happens, these people, the IRS, some of them should have been fired. None of them were fired, which means this was done on purpose. This was done with a lot of corruption. So let me tell you something. But there is no statute of limitations for civil tax fraud, and they can go after Hunter Biden and bring in Joe Biden on an investigation for civil tax fraud and get them that way, you know, through but, the bribery and everything. But they have to but- want to. No, no, no. I hear, by the way, you're bringing up some great points. The other thing, Judith, I also talked to Dershowitz, Professor Alan Dershowitz earlier tonight, and I brought up the line that the U.S. attorney said he was, quote, geographically limited. And he interpreted that right away as sort of code being that he was restricted. Um, so 
he himself may, when he goes under oath, uh, who knows what he's going to say. But you also have to have the will if you want to press charges. And, and I agree with you. So far, they're letting statute of limitations elapse. They're teeing off, also signaling about searches. Wow. Talk about preferential treatment. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, and especially how much do we love doing this here on the 4th of July, our country's independence. Thank goodness we have the best and the bravest law enforcement in the country. By the way, in the next hour, as you know, we also do our Support Our Heroes segment where we honor our great military and their family because every day is basically Independence Day where we celebrate our great country here on this show. Well, in tonight's Back the Blue, this story comes from Fairfax, Virginia. Back on June 18th, a Fairfax police officer rescued three dogs from a major House fire, an officer who was on patrol rushed in and he made the rescue after noticing smoke in a townhouse community. So he ran door to door, knocking and alerting the residents to the danger when one of the residents informed him that there were three dogs inside the burning building. So without hesitation, the officer leaped into action charged into the building and successfully located the three dogs that were locked inside of their cages with the townhome smoke alarm blaring and flames engulfing the building. The officer let the dogs out of their pens and all three dogs were rescued from the burning building. Thank goodness the officer and the dogs were incredibly uninjured. Fairfax Police Department said, great work by our heads-up officer. The Fairfax County Police Department is dedicated to the safety of our community members and even our beloved pets. So what a great, great story, especially on this 4th of July, uh, that this officer jumped to action on sort of a routine check, saving those three beautiful dogs. Bravo to our great police and, of course, their family members and our furry family members, too, as well here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, speaking of dogs, what about that dirty dog, Hunter Biden? Boy, uh, who knows if the cocaine belongs to him or not, but there are new details tonight. Everybody is talking about this cocaine that was found in the West Wing of the White House, and Hunter Biden comes back from Camp David right after this cocaine was found, so much so that 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue had to be evacuated at one point because they didn't know what the white powder was. Uh, Then also it was discovered just a few days after Hunter and other people were in the White House. So who does the cocaine belong to? And is that sort of symptomatic of this White House that first you got the women and transgenders going topless the other day and now you got cocaine found in the White House? Is it a free-for-all at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue these days? 1-800-848-9222. 
too. Let's go to Steve on line seven. Steve, your thoughts about this. The politics is so very serious in the country, but this present White House is the comedy delight. It's the gift that just keeps giving. From now on, every absurd explanation that the Biden White House and administration gives, every absurd thing from the St. John is going to be called a one-liner. (laughs) <laughs> now, it might have been more than one line. I don't know how much it, of it was found. It may found. have been multiple lines. It might have been. <laughs> but I think from now on, that's the gift they have given us, their opponents, because we now have a name for every absurdity that they're offering us. Gee, I wonder who might have brought in cocaine, the janitorial staff to cleanse the room? Right, exactly. Is there anybody that might have a history of cocaine uh, that's been hanging out at the White House a lot of late? Do you get the feeling that maybe Hunter is deliberately trying to undermine Daddy? You know, that's an interesting point, Steve. And I thought about that when you said that, um, because it is odd that he seems to be hanging around the White House, as you heard, much more visible. I, I don't remember him being as seen as he has been at such high-profile events of late. Remember, he went to Ireland with him, too, and he was shaking yes. hands. He's been at Camp David. Now, yes. tonight, he's at the portico waving. The whole world's watching that. Uh, with yes. the, you know, you're right. So do you think he's, you think he's maybe this is what, some sort of payback? Because remember in those emails, Steve, he wrote, um, God, dad keeps pushing me for, you know, 50% or whatever it was, whatever the percentage. Remember those emails, the text messages? Uh, I'm glad you're not pressuring me like dad, like his father was like forcing him into like slave labor, uh, mm-hmm. to make these tens of millions of dollars and give his dad a cut. It was sort of the insinuation, you know, at least those are the allegations. Do right. you, what do you think? Uh, consider what? one fact. Yeah. He, has Hunter ever ever said a single positive thing about his dad you know what i'm trying to remember we know we've heard the reverse the father said that hunter's the smartest guy he knows which boy is that interesting um but you're right so where do you what do you think you think that maybe this is some sort of payback or something steve where are you going with this Uh, because i hear you i would imagine that a competent psychoanalyst might conclude that he's acting out, and tr- I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, but I think, I, I think he secretly wants to undo Dad, who tortured him his whole life. Yeah, and maybe he's like, you know... Uh, I'll get even. Yeah, yeah, because look, in the emails, it sounds like he's angry at his father at some place, and you could kind of make the argument that, what is it, what's the phrase, kind of keep your enemies close? Um, obviously, it's his son, um, but... You know, if they're in some sort of business deal, maybe maybe dad wants him to be close now to keep an eye on him because he doesn't want Hunter to, quote, squeal if there is something. Again, we don't know, Um, you know, but, you know, there's some people who say that they surmise that that is really brilliant, Steve. Thank you very much for the call. That is really sharp. Let's go to Norm. Norm, uh, you just heard what Steve said. That's really interesting. I'm just wondering, what was the weight of the Coke? How much How much was it? Was it an ounce? Was it a kilo? How much was there? Yeah, I haven't heard that yet. I'm trying to see if I can find yeah. it. I don't know if it was like Medellin uh, cartel amount. But, yeah, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't it's know. A I don't know if it was, it like, was like a, a big like a Sinaloa dragging um, it across know. the border or not. You know? <laughs> right. Now, listen, I, I know this is um, um, a later issue. 
but I wanted to thank um, Mr. Katzmatidis today. I was listening to you on Katz and Cosby, and um, I really appreciated that Mr. Katzmatidis and yourself stood up for the Second Amendment when Ed Rendell was on, um, who may be a nice man, but um, his positions, I find, are abhorrent on gun control. I mean, he's into confiscation. And uh, I, you know, you know, trying to compare the U.S. to New Zealand, they have their own problems. Um, I'm glad you heard us. And, and and by the way, I and Ed Randell, obviously an accomplished guy, you know, a former governor yes. of Pennsylvania. But uh, you right. heard John Katzmatidis and I both said, well, wait a minute. Um, and the facts belie what he says. And 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 a lot of it is sort of the Democratic talking points, too. You hear a lot of right, the Democrats exactly. saying, go after guns, guns, guns. And that's and yet they don't. He but, you know, the one thing I will say, I, I thought also Ed Randell. Um, when I, you know, one of the things that was so telling, I don't know if you remember this at the beginning of the conversation. This to me was stunning. Oh, yes, I do. We said, hey, is a guy going to end up locked up? Uh, probably not. You know, I had, probably not. Right. By his own admission, he knows he, the system's broken. Yeah, no, he he may be a nice man, but he's wrong. And anyway, so that's uh, anyway, I just uh, I did enjoy that. And I like how how um, he was talking about uh, Ed Rendell was talking about the Second Amendment in terms of hunting. And uh, Mr. Katsimatidis was talking about it, about self-defense and about yeah, I, 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 about um, ultimately about this checks and balances between authority and the and, and the people. And uh, I, I really appreciated that. So just thank you very much, Norm. We greatly appreciate it, my friend. And happy Fourth of July. Thank you for being with us here. Let's go to Pamela on line eight. Pamela, your thoughts about uh, whose line is it at the White House? Well, the White House is the new animal house. We've got strippers, <laughs> we've got cocaine. It's now complete. And as far as uh, Hunter hanging out on the veranda and everything, nah, yeah, part of it is passive aggressiveness on, on his side. But you know what? They're just shoving it in our face. Yeah, They're no, did saying, you hear what Steve, yeah. I thought Steve had a really interesting analysis that he's almost like, like uh, taunting his father that 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 maybe there's some underlying issue too, like uh, thumbing his nose at his father. And, and and we don't know if it's his cocaine or not. But if it was his cocaine and he left it behind, like as ah, you know, like uh, uh, trying to get dad in trouble or something. Isn't that interesting? It's almost like a child who you know wants to like you know get back at his dad or something. It, it, I don't know. Again, we don't know if it's his. But it, it could, could that be? Yeah, that's it. I, it would be. We need a psychologist to evaluate it, you know. But I think they're just kind of saying, yeah, yeah, he's here. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to shoving it in our faces? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Thank you very, very much, Pamela. We appreciate it. Let's go to Bill. Line four. Bill, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Arita. Happy Independence Day. You too. Um. Hunter's in a safe space. This is what I think. I think the China Chinese are coming after him, and he's in a safe space hiding. He's been there for about a month now. Well, you know what? what? I, I think he's been in a safe space. Now, when you say safe space, what, kind of like locked up uh, at the White House? Is that what you're, like, uh, under uh, under uh, supervision? Yeah, he's safe with his father. He can't, they can't get to him. Anywhere else they can get to him. Well, yeah. him. you know, there was reports, Bill. I don't know if you heard this, but there were reports that um, during all this, uh, the baby mama case, that was the case in uh, 
Arkansas that they were trying to serve him a subpoena and that he was hanging out at the White House trying to spend time there to kind of avoid that subpoena, which is interesting because uh, that would be a good place to kind of hide. Bill, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you'd have to kind of dress up as like a, what a tour guide, pretend like you're giving a White House tour and then go, uh, here's your subpoena, Mr. Uh, Mr. Biden. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, you know, who knows? He seems to be, you know, even if he's if he's in a safe space, he's also parading himself more than I've ever seen. And that's a really interesting phenomena that we haven't seen of late. Uh, Bill, thank you very, very much. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, let's go to Joey G in Pennsylvania, Line 7. Joey, your thoughts? Hey, Rita, I just want to bring up a fact that nobody mentions is that he got special dispensation from the Navy to get in at age 40, then to get kicked out using cocaine on an honorable discharge. Who are nobody you speaking about? Who are you speaking about? Hunter. Yes, I remember seeing some reports about that. Right. And nobody brings that up. This guy has a trail way back and it keeps on going and going and going. And if people don't wake up, I don't know what to do anymore. I just I can't I can't believe this is over and over again. Now, again, now, again, we do not know if that is indeed, you know, the case that he actually had that this was his cocaine. But it sure looks really, really fishy because you're right. He tested positive. Right. I think he tested positive for cocaine. There was some drug test when he was there in the Navy. Um, I think he was with the Naval Reserve at the time. And they didn't give a public reason, but it was disclosed later that he had apparently tested positive. I remember that whole deal. That's how we got top secret clearance, getting into the Navy. That's what his father wanted. And that's how he got in. And it's not too many people that get, get into the Navy at age 40 as an officer. Yeah, that, but, 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 but he doesn't have top, you know, secret clearance to be looking at documents at Camp David last weekend or two weekends ago. I mean, you know, I mean, it's I mean, strange. it's, it's very strange. It's, it's very odd. The whole thing is weird. And this guy continues and continues to be very, very illicit as far as what he does, his behavior, his continuous of drugs. It's on and on and on. And you, you, you played it. You played it with the Parmesan cheese. It was <laughs> the guy admits it. You know, he's got a problem. Yeah, he admits it. I mean, he claims that he's clean now. But uh, if the cocaine ends up being his first off, uh, it'll be hard to figure out. But it might not be that hard because depends when the last time they searched that room, you know that there's got to be tons of cameras um, in that room. So first off, we should know um, they should be able to check when was the last time it was searched. Um, can they well, figure they, out well, indeed, you know, I mean, it should be pretty easy. The only other thing that I can think of is the pride uh, event where they were running around naked at the, at the white house with the flags. I mean, I mean, what's going on with this country? I mean, they're taking us down the tubes. Yeah. They're taking us, they're disgracing the white house. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is really, really disgusting by the way. Um, and, and that's why I think they, I hope that they get to the bottom of it. I hope they don't sweep it under the rug and ignore it. I hope they figure out who did it. And I hope whoever it is uh, gets held responsible because obviously, A, it's illegal. And B, uh, this should never happen again because it is disgraceful and it's embarrassment. It's a people's house. And it, and it's it, it's just shameful. Thank God for you, because there's only a few people that are bringing this out. And, uh, you know, people need to hear it. And this is America. This is the Fourth of July. 
And it's, it's a sad moment in our history to have this kind of behavior in the White House. It's terrible. Yep, I agree. By the way, 1,000, I'm happy to do it. And we got to tell the truth. That's the bottom line. That is the most important thing. Joey, thank you. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. Whose cocaine was at the White House? I got an idea. What about you? It's the Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we are talking about cocaine found at the White House. What a wild thing to be talking about on this 4th of July, but it is reality at the Biden White House. So whose drugs are they? Let's go to Mike in West Virginia. Line 7, Mike, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, I think a reporter needs to ask Joe Biden, you know, would he agree to a drug test for Hunter? and make the results of the drug test public. That's a really smart idea. I like that idea. Now, let me just ask you, though, Mike, what if Hunter fails? Do you think we'll ever know the results of it if he fails? Well, I mean, well, thing with this, we already know Joe Biden, he would never agree to anything like that. Right. And I, I mean, you know, I mean, you could almost watch his head explode right there in front of you. You know. <laughs> You're right. And you know, the thing is, too, it's such a double standard because he would insist on it with other people. Um, and in the next hour, by the way, everybody, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, gun charges and gun control because President Biden today used an education event there at the White House and basically was saying at the White House, essentially, that, you know, uh, we have to we can't arm teachers we can't, we have to think about, uh, going after guns. We have to do this. We have to do that. Um, and yet here's his son, you know, not just on the drug issue, Mike, but his son on the gun issue lied on the gun form. That is technically a felony. Um, and then also the gun that he had illegally, um, then ended up in the dumpster. Remember? And it was by a school. So for all of those reasons, that is exactly why. It's such hypocrisy. And to me, you know, it is just shameful and it's absolutely crazy. And uh, I understand we got another caller on the line. Uh, Let's go to the guest line one. Go ahead. Who's this? Hello. Hello, Rita. Hi there. Is this Lana? It is Lana. (laughs) How, How are you, Lana? Great to have you call in on this Independence Day here to the Rita Cosby Show. Well, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Well, and to you, too. And by the way, we just have a few minutes here, but I'm glad. Uh, uh, tell everybody who you are and your great background as a actress and spokesperson for the Tesla Foundation and political commentator. But you also have a great American story, too, Lana. I do. I do. So my name is Lana Sonnen and, you know, I'm all over social media pretty much. But yeah, my background pretty much, you know, I came to America a long time ago, but in 2016, I became an American citizen. 
And uh, and it was an incredible, incredible feeling because it took me 10 years. You know, I did it all the right way, the legal way. You should have <laughs> just gotten um, through the border. You would have gotten in in five minutes, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. I should have done that. But you know what? I did everything by the books, everything, because I'm, I'm all about that. And it took me 10 years, you know. And uh, so, yeah, but it was an exciting day. And uh, it was an incredible, it was like so emotional. And I think a lot of Americans uh, maybe take it for granted. They don't understand what it means to be an American. And for me, it was, uh, it was a, it, it was big, big, you know, it was like a big feeling. It was exciting. And I was actually crying too when I was, play, you know, when I did the Pledge of Allegiance, it was amazing. So, um, Lana, where I, are you know, from originally that, too? Tell everybody where you came from and your family's from. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm sorry. So I was born and raised in Germany. My parents are from Serbia. And um, so I worked all over Europe, pretty much. I was doing, you know, like I was modeling, I was hosting, I was acting. And then I moved to Asia and I was doing all kinds of stuff. So I, I pretty much like traveled all, you know, like, like all over the world. And since I was like, 16 years old. <laughs> and Lana, what is this country? We have about a minute left. What what does this country mean to you? I think sometimes people, like you talked about how hard you work to become an American citizen, how beautiful that story is. Um, right. We have about 30 seconds. What What is your message to people about how great this country is, especially on our Independence Day? You know, I, I think people should not for, forget, like, you know, it, it means like it means so much, you know, like to, to be who you are, like, you know, like the, the you know, like what it means like to grow up, like, you know, like with uh, your beliefs, your faith, you know, like you, your uh, morals and all. Um, yeah, like all that stuff, it's like so meaningful. And, and what is happening right now in this world is so sad. And it really, really hurts me. And I think it hurts me more than any American. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lana, we're going up against a heartbreak. Love you. So glad you called in. And everybody will continue the calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. On the Rita Cosby Show, as we continue our Independence Day edition, uh, how sad that a number of July 4th celebrations were marred by violence and some really bad violence. Uh, we have the shooting, of course, that took place in Baltimore in the last day or so, where we know 28 people were injured, two people killed. That was a block party for July 4th. Then you also have Fort Worth, Texas, where three people were killed, eight injured. Then in Philadelphia, uh, this is horrible. At a July 4th event, five people were killed. This was actually separate. This was not a July 4th. This was sort of a random shooting, but some person who just went out and about, and it looks like a random shooting in this one, but five killed, including two kids. 
And there's this heartbreaking story of this mother who had her two twins in her car and the gunman coming up to the mother with the two kids and opening fire. Now there's also some details tonight um, that this person who had opened fire is a Black Lives Matter activist who wore women's clothes. This is getting weirder and weirder. Um, and somebody who kind of had these gun-toting, like, memes on social media. It's a 40-year-old person. Uh, that person has been taken into custody, um, but posted, uh, this guy posted pictures of him wearing a bra, a woman's top and earrings with her hair braided, um, and that was just a few months before this recent shooting, and posted posts supporting Black Lives Matter, uh, including supporting workers who protested in the strike for black lives in July 2020 and came up with, again, bulletproof, like a body vest, like a like a police uses, you know, I mean, came up with body armor on, had extra magazines um, an assault rifle. And what's really scary, too, also had a police scanner with him. Uh, so he was listening to the frequencies of when police were coming, where they were. I mean, this was really clearly very, very planned out. Um, and so here's some details. First off, here is the police commissioner uh, in Philadelphia describing the shooting. Listen to this. At 829 uh, tonight, officers were flagged down in the area by 56 and Chester Street. We also received multiple calls about gunfire in the area. When officers responded, uh, they did identify and uh, find some gunshot victims. As they were scooping up the victims and preparing them uh, for transport to the hospital, uh, they also heard multiple gunshots up the street at 56 and Concessing Avenue, where multiple casings were found uh, by us after the fact. While on Concessing, they heard additional um, gunshots, multiple gunshots, in the area of 1800 block of Frazier. At some point, they locate the suspect um, and they were able to pursue this male who was on foot. The officers were on foot as well. Uh, and they followed or pursued this male from King Sessing along Frazier Street to Springfield while the male was shooting. Our officers were able to apprehend the male in the rear alley of 1600 Frazier Street. And when they did, uh, this male was wearing a bulletproof vest with multiple magazines in the vest. He also had a scanner and an AR-style rifle and a handgun underneath his body. He was taken into custody uh, without further incident. And thank God for the police officers who arrived there quickly on the scene and took him into custody. Uh, because clearly he was planning on firing at more people. They have no idea what the motive was. They do not have any clue at this point. Um, but here is some information, sadly, about some of the victims. What we know right now is that there are six shooting victims, four of which are deceased. Two that are stable are juveniles, a two-year-old and a 13-year-old. Uh, the four deceased victims, age uh, their ages range from 20 to 59. Uh, one victim, we don't know who they are yet. We don't know how old they are, but they could be between the ages of 16 and 21. All of our shooting victims are male. How sad. So teenagers and again, all of the victims are male. Uh, what a heartbreaking story. And again, motive at this point unclear. But Larry Krasner, 
who is one of the softest on crime DAs in this country. So much so that Philadelphia, which is a liberal city, uh, they tried to impeach him. They tried to get rid of him because he was too soft even for them. Uh, remember Chesa Boudin in San Francisco got the boot because he was so soft. So in this particular case, they tried to give the boot to the soft on crime DA Larry Krasner. He's still there, but he's certainly embattled. But you should hear what he had to say uh, because he comes out today at the press conference. And this is what he had to say. This is a guy who has given criminals Basically an easy pass. He's sort of like an Alvin Bragg. He's like a George Alvin Bragg in New York, George Gascon in L.A. Uh, again, I brought up the former D.A. in San Fran, Chesa Boudin. There's a couple of them around the country that just have notable soft on crime habits. And this guy is a soft on crime D.A. Revolving door. And yet he doesn't talk about the revolving door today. He goes to guns, 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 as if the guns just magically somehow shoot people. Not even talking about Second Amendment rights whatsoever, that it would be a violation if you seize guns. And he doesn't talk about anything about throwing the book at criminals. I mean, people are not afraid. Criminals are not afraid. Here it is, holiday weekend, an extended weekend where we're all out with family and friends and enjoying our celebration. And there have been these horrible mass shootings that have taken place. And we're sadly going to see more of it. Because guess what? Criminals feel emboldened. They feel that they are given a green light to basically do anything. They know they're just going to get a slap on the wrist, especially if they're young. And if they don't have too much of a track record, or even if they do have a track record. How many times have we done stories where it has been so many people that over and over and over again get rearrested and the person keeps coming back on the streets? And that's why I'm so sick of these soft-on-crime DAs like Larry Krasner. How dare he try to lecture us today after there was a shooting in his community? They never take responsibility for not going after the criminals, for their soft-on-criminal approach. They basically pander to the criminal, and they basically ignore the victim. And here is what Larry Krasner had the audacity to say after that brutal shooting that took place last night. Take a listen. It is time for everybody in our legislature, including the ones who would like to walk around with an AR-15 lapel pin, it is time for every one of them to face the voters. And if they're not going to do something, then the voters are going to have to vote them out. Then the voters are going to have to vote them out. What about voting you out? I can't believe he survived that impeachment vote there in Philly, and I hope it comes back up again. I mean, this is just crazy. This is crazy. Vote them out. What about voting people who are soft on criminals out, who have no regard for the victims, like you, Larry Krasner? And so today, President Joe Biden at the cocaine-filled White House was there, and he was meeting with teachers. And while he was meeting with teachers, they talked about securing schools. That's a big issue. Um, The shootings in the last few days have not been at schools But we have seen, sadly, a lot of shootings at schools over the last year or two, many of them, sadly. And I go back to it's important to have armed guards at the school. I've always believed that. And I want to hear your thoughts about this. We're in a place guns are out there. All right. They're out there. And even states that have the toughest gun laws like New York and other places, guess what? They're still out there. So 
tightening up the laws ain't going to do it. It sounds like political pandering. It's not going to do it. What about making sure that people are scared to death to commit crimes? That might do it because then maybe they'd be afraid to go back behind bars. And so I also think at schools, we should look at everything, hardening schools, adding extra security. Maybe it means magnetometers. Maybe it means having security guards. Maybe it means having some teachers who are trained. I don't think you just give it to some teacher. Some of my teachers, I don't think I would have given them a gun or anything. You know, I'd be scared to give them a paper machete. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, ah, oh, not that one. I can name a few. I had some good ones, but there were a couple loony kazoonies too, right? But you also want to make sure if they're properly trained, give them the tools, give them the training. But, oh, no, Biden won't even consider it because they have that one trick pony, guns, guns, guns. Don't worry about adding more security guards. Don't worry about adding extra locks. No, no, no. We're not going to harden schools. Remember, he made that comment after the other shooting that took place in Nashville. Remember, he's like, we will not harden schools. He came right out and said, like minutes later, we will not harden schools. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, why don't you look at all options? But here is President Joe Biden saying today to the teachers, we will not arm you. Don't worry about it. We're just going to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. As you know, all too well, educators now find themselves in the front lines of gun violence. All of your, Some of your members talked about it. Jill talked about it. With your help, we passed the most significant bipartisan gun safety legislation in 30 years, but it's not nearly enough. I was one of those guys early on when I was a senator who helped pass the assault weapons ban. We had to only we could only get it for 10 years. And one of the Republican administrations got rid of it. But Congress needs to step up, pass common sense gun safety laws to protect our kids and educators. And by the way, arming teachers is not the answer. Arming teachers is not the answer. Banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines, extensive background checks. They're part of the answer. They'll make a big difference. What about holding criminal responsible so they're afraid? And listen, I think you obviously try whatever you can to keep schools safe. But the Democrats can't even put the word in their mouths that there should be a like a kibosh on recidivism. You know, the first time somebody comes up and guess what? They have a violent background. Maybe it's a good idea to get them off the streets. And put it on their record. Don't just wipe their record. Don't just put them back. I can't tell you how many crimes we have covered across the country, especially in the last few years with the soft on crime DAs, where you are constantly seeing the same people over and over again. I think in New York City, it's like 3,000 are the worst of the worst. And they know who they are. They have a list of them. These are the people who commit crimes over and over again. So why are we not locking these people up? I mean... What more do you need? Let's go to Joe in Jericho, line one. Joe, your thoughts. Rita, cocaine hit the spot. Hunter Brian's brains are rot. He's a stumbling pharmacy. 
His mind is tweedledee-wee-wee. I guess you could say Hunter stumbled over the white line of cocaine. Oh, the white, the white line of cocaine. The White House. Cocaine is white. By the and way, other- Joe... Joe, I didn't know this entire time that you have called, and I always love your calls because I know you're a veteran, so you know I love you. Um, I didn't know you had such great singing talent until tonight, Joe. This is, this is, you are a man of many talents. What about when I serenaded you on, uh, is that St. Valentine's Day, remember? Oh my goodness. How could I, I, you know what? I was so overcome with love that I couldn't, that's right. I forgot about it. I, it was so just hey, touching. Uh, that's right. Hey. Anyway, get a load of this. There is a fifth dimension. Beyond that, that is known to man. It is a dimension of mind, sight, and sound. And it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. It is a dimension known as imagination and is known as a twilight zone. Read my love, the liberal Democrats, leftist loons, politicala prostituta putana, have delivered us, America and the Western world, free world, into a twilight zone. And I've been saying this for years, so I'm about to tell you. The lives of American veterans in need are endless episodes of the twilight zones. And as for that caller who brought up the the, uh, Hunter's disgraceful performance in the military, bless him. But I've been telling you for months that he got in the military at 40, that he pulled strings to make himself look more presidential. And he should be doing life in Leavenworth because the people on that United States ship would have been compromised and stoned. Al-Qaeda could have taken the ship, sailed it into New York Harbor, a port of Los Angeles, and three million people minimum with conventional weapons would have been killed. If it was nuclear, it would have been 13 million. Well, and, and, and Joe, you bring up a point because not only do I think um, just – I think obviously – Anybody should not be doing drugs when you're in the military or at the White House. We don't know whose cocaine it is at the White House. Um, but I think that there's a standard that, especially if you are part of the first family, you know, there, there's always been this sort of unwritten rule that you kind of hands off the first family. That was always I covered the White House for many years, Joe, um, when I was there at Fox News and I was senior correspondent for Fox in Washington and covered White House, Capitol Hill, all that stuff. And I remember it was always sort of the unwritten rule. Okay, well, we're not going to really talk necessarily about, you know, about the first family. But the first family, I actually, A, I think that that's appropriate. But when it gets into the money issue and the potential bribery, that's a whole different deal. And I also think if you are a member of the first family, you have to keep the straight and narrow. You know, I don't think it's that much to ask. For them not to bring cocaine into the White House. And again, we don't know if it's, if it's them or not, right? But I think you, you should try to keep it squeaky clean. And I think you should try to follow the laws. I mean, I think, you know, when you are the family that the whole country is sort of looking at and you've got your father who's trying to crack down on drugs, crack down on guns, and you're like, and, and adding more IRS agents. Uh, I call that hypocrisy when you've got, Clearly a son who's getting a sweetheart deal by everybody's standards, pretty much, you know, I mean, it's it is it is unfathomable. And I think it's a huge wake up call to two standards of justice in America. And that's not what our great founders uh, had in mind when they established this great country. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. Joe, thank you. I love you. And thank you for your service. And thank you for the double serenade tonight. That was great. one 800 848 
888-900-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. to describe Joe Biden, uh, but he is fired up about gun control. And to me, I am so sick of the Democrats saying, let's take the guns off the streets. And at the same time, they will do nothing to basically go after repeat offenders. They seem to say, oh, well, we'll get to that at some point, as if the guns just kind of magically go off. And obviously, we want to keep everybody safe. If you have an illegal gun or you use it illegally, uh, obviously throw the book at you. Uh, but this is over the top. And boy, are their priorities out of whack on so many different levels. Let's go to Kurt, line seven. Kurt, your thoughts about this. Hi, Rita. Um, I want to say this. You know, I think, I mean, the Democrats, they got this gun thing all day. It's backwards, man. Their logic is really backwards, man. You know, And um, what I want to say is this. If more people were allowed to carry a gun, to have a gun, like for instance, business owners. If I'm good, if I'm a, if I'm a criminal, I'm a robber. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to, you know, fire on this, you know, shoot. I'm going to think twice about it. That's a great point. It's going to scare them away. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, because every day is a day that we appreciate our country, not just this Independence Day, but always. And I love doing this segment every night. Of course, it has special meaning on this 4th of July. Uh, this story coming from Richmond, Virginia, where for, of course, many Americans, the 4th of July means it's a time to gather with family and friends, barbecues and firework displays. But Independence Day also serves, as you know, as a time to commemorate the signing of the Declaration of Independence and in honor of the 4th. Several Virginia-based veterans gathered to talk about their service and what the holiday means to them. One of them was a guy named Christopher Caggs, and he was one of the ones who, as a U.S. Navy veteran, served for over 30 years and was deployed in the Vietnam War. And he discussed his vivid memories of where he was on the 200th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. 
He says it was July 4th, 1976, when he was riding in a submarine off the coast of Scotland while serving as a member of the U.S. submarine force. He recalled enviously watching from his post in the open ocean as people ashore were celebrating Independence Day with cookouts and also rock music. But as his submarine sailed by, suddenly the rock music stopped. And after a few minutes of silence, the sound of bagpipes echoed from the beach. And he realized that the party goers were actually honoring him and his crew as they set off on a submarine mission patrol. He said, quote, my captain told me that I would always remember that 4th of July. And I have never, ever forgotten that day. What a beautiful and powerful story and truly epitomizes what this day really is all about. Well, we are talking sadly about rising crime in so many Democrats, especially cities across this country. And sportscaster Stephen A. Smith, African-American, said he has had enough. He said it's time that also the African-American community gets engaged and starts working with police, not against police, but trying to bridge the gap. And boy, he was angry. He was all over Instagram today, firing off. Take a listen to this. We need each other. We need each other living. We need each other breathing. We need to uplift one another, to galvanize, to inspire and motivate. We need to make sure that our eyes are dotted and our T's are crossed, that our eyes are wide open and we can see the forest from the trees. Not smoke one another and take one another out and damn sure not be quiet about it. But that's what a lot of people want. You want the Stephen A's of the world to shut the hell up. And I'm not talking about the white community. I'm not talking about the Hispanic community. I'm talking about my own community. Oh, don't say anything. Why are we, why are we pointing that out? Why are we talking about it? Because we're dying. That's why. We're killing one another. That's why. You got black people scared to go in their own damn communities. I remember last year watching television and we had black folks in Chicago calling for martial law calling for the National Guard to come in just so they could go home safe at night. Are we supposed to be quiet about that? We ain't supposed to say anything? We just supposed to look at race? We supposed to point the finger at white America like we ain't culpable? That's what we supposed to do? Nah. Nah. I'm not doing that. We're not helping each other by being quiet and averting ourselves from holding our own selves accountable. This isn't a political issue, veering towards the right or the left. This is about life and death. That's what this is about. Wow. From Stephen A. Smith, ESPN sportscaster, African-American, saying all communities need to work together and that the African-American community shouldn't be pointing the finger at any others. Uh, but that everybody should be working together to solve this problem of violence happening, especially in inner cities. Sounds like Teddy who calls into the show. That's how passionate Teddy usually sounds. I thought it was Teddy for a moment there. It's not. Teddy, I hope you're calm on this Independence Day. And earlier today on Cats and Cosby, um, Peter Mihalos, who's sort of our resident expert on everything. This guy is like a walking encyclopedia. Well, he came out with some really powerful facts about gun violence. And he basically said that if you look at the statistics, more people die from suicide by guns than from being murdered. Isn't that interesting? And that it is, I think it said 90% plus 
illegal guns. So by cracking down on guns, which is what the White House was talking about today and what soft on crime DA Larry Krasner was talking about in Philly after the horrible shooting that took place there over the holiday weekend, they kind of go to guns, 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 guns. It wouldn't solve anything. You know, the people who are using it illegally are going to keep doing it illegally. And they keep always blaming basically everything on guns, 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 and will not address the issue of recidivism and this revolving door. Take a listen. This is really powerful. I wanted to play this because this to me really hit home. This is Peter Mihalos, again, our sort of resident genius on WABC radio and talking about the real roots of gun violence and busting the myths. But but we got... Dr. Michalos on the other phone, and he's yelling. He's got to go on. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so thank much, Bert Flickinger. And now let's bring in Dr. Michalos, who joins us here on Cats and Cosby. He was, with me at the par- he was with me at the parade today. The Southampton Parade was a beautiful parade. Old style, and right? Like it's old school. Old school, old style. Uh, they had... Uh, Police cars from the, the 1950s. They had uh, fire engines from the 1900s. Beautiful. It was a beautiful parade. Boy Scouts, soldiers, World War II vets, Korea War vets, Vietnam War vets, and everyone was celebrating. And there was God Bless America signs everywhere and patriotism and the Marine anthem reminding us of the roots of our country. And it was a beautiful event. But be- before earlier, you had a uh, prior governor. But what he forgets to also mention is that 97% of crimes committed in the United States, when when they are committed with a gun, are committed with illegally obtained guns. And the and the cities in the United States, like places like Detroit, which have the toughest gun laws in the country, have the most gun violence. So it doesn't stop people from illegally obtaining guns. If you really want to try to control the uh, gun situation. It's not the licensed gun holders. Think about New York State. You have a carry permit. You can't even go to church. You've been restricted. So now the criminals know that people in church can't carry anymore to protect their parishioners. You can't go to a restaurant that serves alcohol, even though you don't drink alcohol and you can't protect your family. So you've basically been neutered, even if you have and are eligible for a full carry permit. So these are these are things that you know are a problem, are a concern, and and when they keep quoting the death rates by gun, they don't tell you that about sixty-seven percent of those are by suicide. So it, 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 the issue is wow, yes, wow, that's a big problem. amount. I never knew that one. Yeah, well, just gotta. It's just that people don't do a deep dive; they just make these broad statements, but they don't start looking into the details and the facts because mental illness is our number one issue in this country. It's the number one disease in the United States. We've got this social media electronic heroin edition. The CDC put on alert that the highest number of suicidal ideations in teenage girls is happening right now. And it's linked to this uh, social media electronic heroin use where they're all comparing each other and attacking each other and all the bullying that happens in social media and record numbers of kids are being put on. There's a pill for everything. There's medication for everything. And sometimes, you know, simple things like, you know, proper diet, proper sleep hygiene and things like that could take care of a lot of issues. But we've got a big health crisis. And right here in Manhattan, all these slashings and this, those people are mentally ill. They need help. And this bail reform is not being compassionate. In the old days at Rikers, when I worked there, you got a psych consult, you got help. Now you don't get help. You don't even get a shower. They throw you back out on the street. 
And that doesn't serve anyone. So are the Dems missing the mark? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry. Line one. Larry, your thoughts. Yeah, happy Independence Day in the last 20 minutes, Rita. You too. It's great to talk to you, Larry. Thank you. Yeah. You know something? I got a startling insight while I was listening to you go on about Larry Krasner. Because uh, I guess maybe because he has the same name as me. Every time you said Larry, it shocked me. You know, it's like, well, what did I do? You know, uh, let me tell you something. The reason he the reason these D.A.'s are being light on criminals all over the country. You see these D.A.'s. I mean, you say, why would they want criminals to go free or not to be punished? That, that goes against human uh, nature, basically. And the answer is this. They're using the, their positions as political posts to lobby against guns. In other words, they, they're purposely letting the criminals off easy so that we are going to try to eliminate guns. That's what they are. They're lobbyists, not DAs. Oh, my God. But what, so they're sort of throwing us to the wolves, if you will, so they can pursue their own political agenda. Is that what you're saying? They're putting guns to our heads, basically. That's right. I think they, we're going to let the criminals run roughshod over you unless you ban the Second Amendment. And, and you know something? It's, it, it, it goes for different reasons. That they just don't want guns for ideological reasons. They're, 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 they're leftists to the point that they make, make it an ideology, basically. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And they just are, they seem um, so uh, out of touch, Larry, and so clueless and so disconnected, um, you know, like, uh, like, oh, uh, why would we focus on that? It's almost like, uh, no, it's guns. Like, like somebody gave them sort of like their talking points and look, stick yes. to the cue cards, you know? That's right. It's, it's, it's all out one line. It's a one line thing. Exactly. I, I couldn't have said it better than you did. And you see the evidence of it. So it's like, it's like we have to change our, our, the way we deal with them. We can't just, uh, address them as easy on criminal DAs. That's not what they are. They're political pawns is what they are. It's much worse. Yeah, you're right. And boy, is that a scary premise, Larry. Thank you, Larry. And happy Independence Day. So glad that you got through. It's great to talk with you. Um, let's go to Kenny. Line two. Kenny, your thoughts. You just heard Larry. Larry, um, you know, that it's sort of like created so then they can use this crime to say, boy, look how out of control guns are, as opposed to saying, well, maybe they at least contributed to the problem. You know, that boy, is that scary, Kenny? Larry's the idea, man. Uh, Rita, let me tell you something. I, I love Danishes in my coffee. You are fabulous. You just have a good attitude, and it's, it's contagious, which thank I like. Thank you. And thank uh, you for acknowledging my mother, uh, my Danish mother, which I love. Thank you, Kenny. You got it. I love Danishes in my coffee. Anyway, the thing is, everybody wants to sound fancy with these fancy words. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you what I proposed at one time, and it's correct, but it would never be done. First of all, the criminals are being released by the hard left to terrorize this country. It's not because of this or that. It's because they want to terrorize and destroy this country. It's not only the DAs who are doing this, who are elected by the people in the community. It's the politicians, too, in the state legislatures, the no-bail law in, in, in New York State and all these crazy release programs they have. You know, it's on a federal level, state level. Most of the crime is in the state level. But here's what I proposed at one time. But I knew the left wing would never take this. But this is the correct thing. Okay. 
anybody who commits a crime with a gun, a mandatory 10 year jail sentence, and will create a gun court just to deal with all the gun charges and we'll have all the other charges in another court. Of course they wouldn't go with that because they want the criminals on the street. They want people to be terrorized. They want people to flee out of the cities so they have all the legals come in and they can control the politics. And when they run out of money, you know, they're going to scream the R word. So that's it, folks. You gave up your country years ago. If you look at the Democratic Party now, it is a party of, of left wing. It's been rebuilt by the 65 Immigration Act. You ask these guys, like they all say, I like this guy, that guy. Ask Bobby Kennedy about the, the Chinese and the virus that was brought in here, right? Ask him about the 65 well, you, Immigration and you know, Act. And by the way, you know what I was thinking of? You just brought up immigration, Kenny. I was just thinking about the border. I mean, it almost fits with the same philosophy. Uh, open border, yeah, what's the problem? I mean, the uh, I've always said this. And I rarely use the sort of phrase dereliction of duty, but it really is a dereliction of duty, our open borders. And to allow recidivist, repeat, violent offenders to go back out on the streets, that is a dereliction. Your first responsibility, uh, whether you're the president of the United States keeping track of the border or whether you're a local DA keeping track of your cities, is to make sure residents of America, American citizens, are safe. And and they're not doing it. I mean, it is it is downright scary. Kenny, thank you. Great points. Let's go to Melvin. Line seven. Melvin, your thoughts. Yes. Stephen A. Smith. I told him, number one, the former school board member, I totally disagree that teachers should be armed. If anything, bring the draft back. I agree with Charlie Rangel. No, hang, hang on one second. Mel, Mel, hold on one second. Why do you disagree with Stephen A. Smith? He said that he believes the African-American community needs to step up and do more within their community and cooperate with authorities. One of the things he said, too, was like he talked about sort of these snitches, how people don't like to snitch within their community um, and don't want to help police to report crimes or other things. He thinks that people should report crimes and should stop sort of pointing the finger outside of their community and look within. He's an African-American guy speaking about saying black communities need to do more to protect their own community so they're safe, too. Everybody deserves to be safe. Melvin, your thoughts? I know, Stephen. I met the gentleman. I met the gentleman. Number one, number one this, it's, it's been going on for decades. Nothing new about this. I remember listening to Arthur Russ Jr. He talked about some baseball player back in the 40s made the statement that one of his favorite... Um, Melvin, you didn't answer. What, what's the problem with Stephen A. Smith with what he said? Real quick. This has been going on for decades. You got people out here been doing this, protecting their own community, taking care of for decades. Well, he he says they there, he says he says they need to do more. Do you agree they need to do more? or You think they're doing, they're doing everything they can? It just that the resources are being withheld. It's law enforcement is a business, and their main thing is to lock up people. I ain't never forget Arthur Rush Jr. said about that baseball player who Atlanta's uh, commission Lantis, only five days said his favorite pass that. Well, and let me tell you, and let me tell you, Melvin, that. I think there's a lot of people who disagree with you and agree with Stephen Smith that more needs to be done. And and there shouldn't be any resources withheld. Um, you know, I think that if anything, we to your point, we need I think we need more law enforcement in those communities because they deserve to be safe wherever wherever there is uh, crime or issues or whatever. Um, and I think this defund the police movement has hurt so many communities of all colors, creeds. Everybody deserves to be safe. 
everybody needs to be treated with respect and dignity. And for that reason, I, I think that was his intent. Um, and, and I think you would even agree with that, too. Uh, Melvin, thank you. Great to hear from you. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Talk Radio 77. WABC. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this great Independence Day. And I love this country. And that's why I am deeply concerned about the fact that we've had these recidivists. And again, that so many of people with the Biden White House or these soft on crime DAs continue to give people a pass after one after another repeat violent offenders. And yet today, everything they talked about with after these horrible shootings, which are terrible, is guns, guns, guns. And then they say we won't arm teachers. We won't harden schools. Uh, nothing about getting tough on criminals. So they have the fear of God in them. So they don't want to go back in again. Wouldn't that be the smart thing to do? Uh, they don't want to talk about it. We don't hear anything about our borders. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve, line one in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Steve. Hi, Rita. How are you? Good. What do you think? Well, here's what I think. You were talking about borders here just in, uh, before you talked to me. Um, my main concern is I just turned 65, and now I'm drawing Social Security. And you don't hear anything from either party uh, about all the migrants that they're letting cross. I don't even call them migrants. I call them like an invasion coming across the border. Why do not the, and looking for jobs, but they they don't give them a Social Security number. Don't you have to have that to work? Well, you're supposed country? to. You are supposed well, to. Do you do you hear anything about a Social Security number given to those people? No, but a lot of them, some of them are given sort of temporary uh, work permits, if you will. Um, and in fact, one of the things we're hearing also, um, even in like places like New York, is trying to expedite getting them the at least ability to work. Um, but, you know, it brings in so many questions, Steve. I mean, I think part of the plan by Democrats is one day to say, hey, we're going to give amnesty to all the, uh, you know, 10 million plus that are in this country. Uh, many of them that came during President Biden's tenure so far. Um, and then poof, they're citizens. So you don't have to worry about it. And guess what? What a surprise. Uh, just like the people who thought they were getting free student loans, they're going to get free citizenship. And guess which way they're going to vote? What a surprise. I think that that is so much of the plan here. Steve, thank you. Great, great points. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Pete, your thoughts, my friend, on this Independence Day. Hey, Rita, you know, the topic you were just saying about the voting, they're going to be in for a big surprise because they're going to go Democrat. But most of these people are very anti-abortion and they believe religiously not to have abortions. That's why they have so many kids. They don't believe in it. And they'll turn. It might take five years or 10 years. Once 
all the freebies get done. And, you know, all the freebies ain't really getting done all around. You know, we hear about these hotels and everything. On Staten Island today, my wife and I was observing the migrants, and they were actually washing their clothes and hanging their hands. Wow, I'm losing you, but I heard you talking about them. Listen, God bless this great country, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.